This is a Rio Grande Guardian International News Service report on education. Uh, Dr. Adolfo Santos, I'm the Assistant Provost at the Texas A&M Higher Education Center in McAllen. I'm also a professor of political science at, uh, at the Bush School in College Station. So in 2017, we rolled out this higher education center, but we did it uh, starting off at South Texas College. We rented some space at South Texas College. We brought in 38 engineering majors uh, to get us started. Uh, we had a small group of uh, very dedicated faculty and staff that made that happen. Uh, during that time, this building was being uh, constructed here in Tres Lagos, the 6200 uh, Tres Lagos Boulevard. Uh, and uh, the following year, in 2018, we opened the doors here. And we brought in about uh, 160 or so students uh, uh, that first year, a little over that. Um, and uh, we've grown ever since. Uh, so when we first started, we started with two engineering programs. In 2018, uh, we, so in 2017, we had two engineering programs at South Texas College. In 2018, we had those two engineering programs, plus we brought in uh, public health, uh, biomedical sciences, and uh, an agricultural uh, degree called Food Systems Industry Management that we have since closed down. Actually, we replaced it with agricultural economics, which is a much more popular degree. Uh, since then, we've actually grown the number of degree programs. Uh, we now have nine academic programs that we're offering down here. That includes uh, construction science. It includes uh, human resource development. It includes an education degree for those who want to become middle school teachers in STEM fields, in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics fields. Uh, we also offer a business degree called Maritime Business Administration uh, out of Galveston. Maritime is one of the most uh, uh, highly paid uh, uh, job opportunities out there for, for graduates and so we have that down here in good part because we also have the Port of Brownsville and some phenomenal uh, growth that's happening there uh, and uh, uh, let's see we, uh, we also I'm not sure if I mentioned agricultural economics uh, as one of the other degrees construction science um, I need to count them in my head here but um, these programs were selected because they serve the needs of our community down here. The construction industry has told us uh, repeatedly that they find it difficult to recruit talent uh, to come down to the Rio Grande Valley. Well, why don't we produce our own down here? And so that's what we're doing. We're uh, uh, producing graduates that are ready uh, to work in, in, in that sector, and that's just one example. Agriculture is a big part of what we do down here. Uh, healthcare is a big part of what we're doing down here. And so we have programs that serve the needs of those communities. Uh, public health and biomedical science uh, uh, do precisely that. Do you know the square footage of this building? Yeah, we have a 65,000 square foot footprint in this building. Uh, the first floor is primarily dedicated to classrooms, and the second and third floor is primarily dedicated to lab space. So we have a lot of uh, hands-on learning that goes on in these um, uh, in the space in this building. Uh, the The second floor offers engineering labs for our students so they can really learn by doing. And the same is true on the third floor with the science labs and the biomedical science labs anatomy and physiology labs, our students are learning 
by doing, by uh, dissecting animals or by uh, exploring bacteria and things like that. So uh, that's how that's the way this building is designed. We do have um, uh, the good fortune that we've grown very quickly and we've run out of space. Uh, we uh, don't have very much in the way of office space at this point, uh, but we uh, look forward to continue to grow uh, in in this area. We have a hundred acres of land that have been set aside for Texas A&M to grow here, and uh, right now we've, we're only using up about 20 of those 100 acres, and that includes the parking lots and uh, the landscaping. So there's a lot of room for us to grow, and of course there's great need in the community, right? The uh, Rio Grande Valley is a, uh, a region that produces a lot of high school graduates who produce uh, well over 20,000 kids graduate from high school in the four counties that make up the Rio Grande Valley every year and uh, those kids need opportunities to go to college and they need options and uh, we don't offer very many options down here. Uh, we're as big as many uh, urban areas in this country uh, that have many more higher education opportunities than we offer our young people here and because of that oftentimes we see great talent going elsewhere and uh, when they go away they don't oftentimes come back. And that's one of the things we're trying to remedy. We're trying to make sure that we're pro producing college graduates here that can help our community continue to grow because this is the future of this country. Uh, the Rio Grande Valley is where the young people live. The Rio Grande Valley is where industry is moving. Uh, SpaceX is just one example of that. The great growth that is happening at the Port of Brownsville is another great example of the phenomenal uh, growth that's happening. And of course, uh, our friends at the MEDC, they are constantly recruiting corporations to move down to, to our community. And that's true for a lot of the uh, uh, economic development corporations down here. And they're doing an extraordinary job. Uh, companies want to be here because this is where the talent is, this is where good, hard-working people live. How many students in total use this facility? So we're still pretty small. We've had over 700 students walk through our uh, uh, doors, uh, but right now we've got uh, 375 students that are currently enrolled with us. So we've had a number of students uh, that have transitioned to College Station, uh, and uh, they oftentimes do very well there as well. Um, this is a, um, uh, a campus that is essentially an extension of Texas A&M College Station. So when uh, students apply to be our students, they're essentially applying to be Texas A&M University uh, students in College Station. So when they apply uh, to be to, uh, there to be our students here, uh, they start with us, but then many of them transition to uh, to College Station. They do so because uh, we all, right now we're only offering nine academic programs the vast majority of kids that go to college will change their major at least once in their lifetime. In some of the more rigorous academic programs, they change their degree, uh, their majors more than once. Um, and some of our programs are that way. Uh, if you think of engineering, biomedical sciences, public health, they have very high admission standards and they're very rigorous programs. So sometimes students have to find something else. And so what we see oftentimes is students changing majors to something like political science. Well, we don't offer political science down here in McAllen, so they end up transitioning to College Station, and they do well there. Uh, we, I was in College Station a couple weeks ago uh, for some meetings, and I was walking around the MSC, and I came across a couple of our students. They were out studying, and uh, they've been there for a couple of years, but they're getting ready to graduate, and we're very proud of them for that, but uh, that happens quite a bit. So uh, that's one of the reasons that, our, uh, that we're, well, we're at 375. Um, 
we've had a much larger group of students that have actually come through our doors. You mentioned a moment ago about the some in the past or maybe even today the best and brightest in the valley often leave the valley and uh, some of them do not return and uh, I've always thought that was because when they leave university or, or community college there aren't the jobs there aren't the, the, the higher paying jobs but if, if I'm hearing you correctly you're also saying it's because we don't have enough educational uh, opportunities right. here. We're a big enough region, if you compare our region in size and population to other metro areas, we could have a lot more in terms of higher education institutions. That's right. And that's what you're saying. That's right. I mean, if you look at the um, Texas A&M University has a phenomenal collection of majors that we offer. Uh, I think we're close to 200, if not exceeding that. Um, however, that doesn't mean we cover everything. Uh, if a student is interested, for instance, in something like criminal justice, uh, they might have to go to a place like uh, Sam Houston State or the University of Houston downtown where they have a program like that. Um, uh, so some institutions are really good at, uh, at certain aspects or certain degree programs. And uh, uh, if somebody has an interest in that particular degree, they have to go to these other places to get those degrees. So if we had more higher education institutions or programs and the students wouldn't have to leave the valley, they would be educated here, that would be ideal. But would they then, uh, it would the propensity be then for them to stay here and get jobs here or would they then leave because we don't have enough of the high paying jobs like the tech field etc. Well, I think that both of those things would happen. Uh, we have uh, some employees here as an example, it's just an anecdotal evidence, but uh, we've had some folks that have gone away to college, they had great jobs elsewhere, but they wanted to come back. Uh, they wanted to be with family down here. Family is uh, very important uh, in our community and uh, uh, when when we came here, we were offering good paying jobs and so they were applying to be our employees. So that is something that we still see a bit challenging. They were producing wonderful graduates, not only here at Texas A&M, but also at uh, UTRGV and South Texas College and our, our other partners in higher education in the Valley. But uh, if we're not paying what uh, uh, market demand, well, national markets demand or what others are paying elsewhere, it becomes a little bit trickier for uh, our students to decide to stay here. Um, we've had, for instance, students that will stay here uh, uh, with engineering degrees to become school teachers. They could be making a lot more money as engineers, right? Uh, but they want to stay here in the valley. Uh, now, I will say this, that um, in some conversations and um, we're working very closely with our career services folks we want to make sure that when our students graduate that they know how to get jobs um, when you look at uh, websites like indeed and others that advertise uh, job opportunities there's quite a bit there and uh, we need to make sure that our students know how to use not only those resources but also the uh, the networks that uh, that can help them get those jobs. Uh, we want our students to uh, build a network with uh, uh, their the community, um, so that when they graduate from here, they can count on a VP at some local company or the owner of some business to 
help them either with mock interviews, uh, opening doors for them, or even hiring them themselves. And that's what we need. We need our students to build a network. And that is one of the uh, great weakness that uh, we see among many of our students, especially first-generation college students. They don't have those extraordinary, extraordinarily important networks of associates that can help them get really good jobs. And that's one of the things that we need to uh, uh, to address. Um, we had uh, had a uh, having a conversation with uh, uh, a gentleman a couple weeks ago, was sharing with me that he went to an Ivy League institution uh, from the Valley. Went to an Ivy League institution, comes back to um, uh, to the Valley, can't get a job, and. Um, his dad happens to work on the custodial staff with a, uh, an organization down here. The dad talked to the owners of the company, asked him to interview his son. And it was because of that network um, and that, that this person got a job. And oftentimes the thinking is uh, that individuals with that level of talent wouldn't want to uh, come here or stay here. That's not true. People want to be with family, and that's why they're, they're, they're here. But building that network becomes extremely important. And we have a bit of an advantage uh, because we are in the Valley. We are in South Texas. And so building a network with people who are already here is a lot easier than if we're trying to build a network uh, with students that are in College Station or in Austin or in Dallas or anywhere else uh, if they want to be here. So that's one of the things that we're working on to develop for our students. And uh, if we do that right, I think it's going to be extremely effective. We see a lot of the other universities from outside of the valley set up recruiting offices down here, either a f physical office or just have staff down here uh, looking to take our, our best and brightest away. Those institutions, by it seems like from the demand that's here, is you're saying those ins institutions they could build a campus here, they, and, and and the capacity wouldn't wouldn't be met, and the, the demand wouldn't be met. Those institutes, I'm not. I don't know which university in particular, I know of some of them that are recruiting from here, but they could have a, a physical presence if they wanted. I think that's true. The, um, the demographic changes that are happening in our country are such that young people are disappearing in droves from higher education. This is particularly true in the Midwest, it's particularly true in the New England region. There are lots of parts of the United States where there just aren't enough young people to keep the universities that exist going. That's not true where we are. We are graduating over 20,000 kids from high school in the four counties that make up the Rio Grande Valley. And, uh, uh, and, and they're realizing, oh, this is where the young people are. Let's come in. Uh, so they're trying to recruit them to take them away to other places. Um, but we're trying to uh, meet the demand here because we know that uh, from our own experience that we can uh, admit a lot of students to Texas University from the Rio Grande Valley. But if they don't enroll, if they don't start because they don't want to go far from home, we've lost that opportunity. So our leadership uh, rightly saw, well, let's build a campus where they are, and that's why we're here. But uh, the changes uh, that we're seeing in higher education, as we refer to as a demographic cliff, are such that a lot of universities are struggling in a very significant way to keep their heads above water because they don't have the revenue coming in from uh, uh, tuition and fees and that sort of thing that uh, students would bring in. But uh, uh, 
there, some of them are starting to realize, oh, why don't we go where the students are? And they're coming to places like Did us. you call that the demographic cliff? The demographic cliff. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to this campus and A&M. What are your plans to expand here? Uh, what's on the horizon? So, uh, the uh, state legislature has been very generous uh, uh, with us. They've provided us some funding for some additional uh, uh, buildings and additional construction, so we're very excited about that. Uh, what that's going to look like uh, remains to be seen. One of the uh, programs that we're uh, hoping to develop, uh, if everything gets approved and if everything goes well, will be a nursing program down here. Uh, but we're working on that with some of our partners in higher education down here and also in, in Austin. So, uh, more to come on that. And that will require a new building. If you you're saying this is out of you out of space here, another building. Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, in terms of uh, the classroom space uh, availability, we're getting to the point in this building where as we continue to grow, we're going to have to offer more courses in the evening because uh, we don't. Essentially, the daytime is, is completely booked, uh, so we need to find some additional space. And we, we, we still have room to grow in the evenings, like I said, but additional uh, space uh, for our faculty in terms of offices, for our staff in terms of offices, is going to be necessary as well. And that's uh, yeah, some of the stuff that we're having conversations about at this point. But for now, I think we're in very good hands, in good, very good shape. Just a couple more questions. Yeah. So we're meeting today because we should tell the listeners it's an open day yeah. here at the A&M campus in McAllen. So you've got lots of parents and, and potential students walking through to see what you offer. How's the day going? It's going great. Uh, we've been only open for an hour, and we've already had over 80 people that have uh, showed up. Uh, so uh, we're uh, we're very pleased with the turnout. Uh, and there's a lot of excitement. In, and I was looking at the tables just now. There's a lot of excitement uh, with the new programs that we're offering. The, the, some of these programs that are maybe a year old with us: the education program, the human resource development program, the edu- uh, construction science program, uh, the business degree. Those are the, those tables are have been kind of busy this morning so I was very happy to see that uh, it's, it's, it's a big deal uh, students know engineering students know biomedical science so those tables are always very uh, attract a lot of students uh, but seeing these other programs that uh, sometimes um, uh, have a bit of a niche and tend to be a bit too specific for some folks. The fact that we're that students are being attracted to those programs right now and is getting information about them is pretty appealing to me. So that's very exciting. And my last question, as we we didn't plan it this way, but we sort of veered towards addressing the brain drain. Back to that subject. Any other advice you can give to the leadership of the Rio Grande Valley, either political leaders, education leaders? community leaders, what, what else can we do to stop that? Well, I have to say, I don't know if I am in a good position to give uh, advice to our leadership, but I will say this, that uh, our school districts down here have done some extraordinary work in increasing the number of students that are taking dual enrollment credit at the high school level so that when students graduate from high school, a significant number of them are graduating with uh, a lot of college uh, credit under their belt. The reason that's important is because when those kids apply to college, they're going to graduate a little bit earlier than um, than had they uh, started uh, fresh in college with no college credit. Uh, that's important because so many people that start college never graduate. But when you've got a year, a year and a half under your belt, when you graduate from high school, you know, you're looking at maybe uh, 
three years or two and a half years to go, that seems very manageable for a lot of young people. So it becomes attractive. And I think that that's one of the wonderful things that we have seen from our uh, higher education leadership, uh, I'm sorry, from our uh, uh, public school leadership down here in the Valley that uh, is extraordinarily impactful. In terms of our uh, elected officials, uh, I am always moved by just how committed they are to supporting us and uh, our higher education institutions in the valley. Uh, Senator Chuina Jose is an extraordinarily good friend of ours. Uh, Representative Canales is, uh, has, comes here very frequently to meet with our students, to meet with me, with our, our folks. So they're very committed in making sure that we're successful and, and we love that. And we love the fact that they are uh, uh, always uh, putting up the good fight for us in Austin. So that's what I would say. And I just thought of one more because you mentioned the dual credit students. Do you find, do the results show that when they get to the university, do they do just as well as those that? That, um, that, that apply and, and having on that route? Are they successful? Do they, are they more likely to graduate? So there's some research that shows, and it's not specific to us, so it's, this is a national research, I saw this a couple years ago, that showed that students that took a year's worth of dual enrollment credit, or the broader year's worth of enrollment credit to, uh, uh, to university, did well, but that those that brought two years, essentially an associate's degree out of high school, didn't. And the reason for that was that now you had a 17 or 18 year old kid taking junior level classes. Those are very rigorous classes, and if you haven't been socialized in that environment, you're probably going to struggle a little bit. And that's one of the things that we have seen. Uh, now, we haven't seen it specifically here, but that's uh, uh, what some of the evidence has shown in terms of dual enrollment credit nationwide. Well, Dr. Santos, I thank you for your time. I'm keeping you from talking to the parents as they walk by here in the corridor. But is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, uh, we're just very happy that uh, we're getting this wonderful turnout. We would love to see many more students applying to our academic programs here in McAllen. Uh, as uh, I, I would point out that, as I said earlier, that to apply to be our student here, you have to apply to Texas A&M University and College Station and then choose to be in McAllen. Uh, again, we are only offering nine academic programs at this point. We're going to grow. But we want to give our students in the Valley who want to be Aggies, who want that experience of being at one of the country's premier universities, a research one institution, the opportunity to be uh, uh, our graduates, to get the Aggie ring and to become a part of the Aggie network and the Aggie family. We want to give that opportunity here in the Valley, uh, but to apply, you have to apply to College Station, and right now is the time to do it. Um, if you want to be a student, uh, a Texas A&M student, but uh, attend College Station, you want to apply by early December. I think uh, December 1st is the deadline for the application. Now for us, we keep the application open through March 1st. So we allow students to apply uh, into the spring semester. Uh, but that's only for the Higher Education Center here in McAllen. We get about 10% of our students that come in that way. The vast majority come in the other way. Uh, that's what I would uh, want to share. Apply. Uh, we need to see as many young people applying to universities as possible in this country uh, and our community down here in particular is extremely important for the success of our country. The, the Hispanic population is where the growth is going to be in the future and if we are not ready for that future with a good education, with uh, good paying jobs and everything that comes with a higher education degree, we're going to be in a little bit of trouble. And that's what we're trying to remedy.